man. <laughs> Keys to shine, man. What is going on? <laughs> What's good, man? How you how you feeling? Man, I feel good, bro. I mean, uh, it's a lot going on in life right now, but you know, you got to keep that positive outlook, man. How you been? I can't complain, but I, I really can't. Man. I really can't. I'm just real geeked to have you on. I, I've, I've been, I've been real uh, happy with my last couple of guests. My really like all of my guests. I was telling my mom yesterday. I was like, man, like really, I'm like really happy with my guest list. It's not a real star-studded guest list, or like. You know, well-known people, but in my personal life, my guest list is elite. Absolutely, man. I've been listening in, and, you know, I've, I've caught a little bit of knowledge from almost all of them, too. And, you know, you, you keep it relevant with what's going on in the world. Like, I saw you drop that Donald Trump one. I said, oh, let me find out. <laughs> Trump, no minds. That, that one didn't yes, really get I was waiting on that one, man. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Every once in a while, you drop a gem, and I said, let me clear the schedule. Got to make sure I check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what else, man? Really, just I. But like the Maximilian, that's what I'm gonna name your episode, by the way. Because <laughs> you, I, I want to say that's your name on my phone, Maximilian. I love it, man. I love it. I got you, professional Keyshawn Flowers, my boy. <laughs> I love it, bro. I love it because that's a great feeling. So I, I appreciate you got that that great name in it. Absolutely, you already know. Gotta keep you on there. Might as well put you on speed dial, man. Gotta keep you close. Yeah, yes, sir. Do people do speed dial anymore, man? I feel like that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> I definitely feel like it's not a thing anymore. But Jeez. you know, I think I talk- you, can react, though. you got enough uh, culture pool. Yeah. Hey, man, you gotta keep a diverse, you know, friend circle around you for sure. That's that's a key in life. Keys to shine. Keys to shine. Dropping keys two minutes in. I love it. <laughs> But uh, now we're gonna start here in just a second, man. You know what we gotta talk about today? We ain't gonna talk about it right now. But we gotta talk about your Ravens, bro. Jeez, yeah, we gotta get to that, bro. We need to get it together. Hurting over here. We got a big game this weekend too, so it'll be a it'll be a good one. Who y'all play? Titans. That rematch. We gotta get Derrick Henry in check, dude. I don't know. That don't look good. <laughs> yeah, he's been killing it this year. I think he had a bad week last week. I can't remember who they played, but I think they lost. So I want to say, his, but you know what's crazy though? Derrick's Henry bad, bad week because I want to say it was that Thursday night game, and he had like 19 carries for 103 yards, and everybody was like, "Oh, he had a bad week." Dude, that was against the Colts. That's a great defense too, man. People yeah. so quick to write people off, man. Same thing with Lamar. That's happening this year. It's like, dude. Let the man cook, dude. He's gonna be just fine. You know, it's not it's not fully on him all these losses, but yeah, people are quick to cancel someone and write someone off, man. I'll tell you that. Man, we live in a um I wanted to say this, uh, I wanna say uh the episode's not even out yet, it's episode uh with Dion. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I wanted I think I said that we live in like an easy bake oven type of thing right now where everything's so fast, like with music, with everything, news. Like, something could come out five minutes ago and already be considered, you know, old news. Like, oh, Absolutely, I man. I love that analogy, man, that microwave culture that we're in right now. It's got to be yeah. hot and ready quick. It's got to be quick, you know, and then once it's not hot anymore, it's like 10 years ago. When in reality, it's just like, you know, oh, that was two months ago. 
Yeah, man, I'm struggling with stuff like that. Like, uh, I know a bunch of my friends are so easy to talk about. Yeah, Jay-Z is so relevant. I'm like, who are you talking about, man? They'll do the same thing for your boy Lil Wayne. And I'm just like, dude, these guys are legends. Do you expect them to constantly work every day? Like, they got other stuff to focus on, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and it took me a little while. To, well, we're getting into a whole thing. Yo, Keys to Sound Podcast, man. It's your boy, Keys Sound, the host. And uh, I've been real happy with season two. I feel like the podcast as a whole has gotten a lot better. And with this episode, that trend continues, man. Uh, a, a lot of y'all probably don't know who this man is, but, man, you should see the smile on my face talking about this man and talking with this man for the last four minutes. Uh, a great guy, funny, smart. And, a, and, a, and he's a great traveler. We're going to get into that later, man. Maxwell Heavener. What is going on? Thank you so much for having me, bro. And I know you said uh, you got a smile on your face. And ever since the day we met, man, it's been the same on this side, dude. It's nothing but good energy with you. <laughs> man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm really, like I said, I've, I've said this in probably like my last three episodes. But this, like this right here, for real. Not saying the last one, the last one was a fake, but this for real. <laughs> This right here is different. This is a different. So how, how how you feeling, bro? I think we already got into it, but you know, you said you got a lot going on. Not to put all your beans out there, you just moved to be more. Yes, sir. You know how's that been? How's everything been treating you? Oh man, it's been busy. Um, this past week, Monday actually, that's kind of why we uh, had to put this off a little bit. I know you and I have been wanting to talk for a long time about you know kind of what's right. going on in the world and everything like that because we talk from time to time, but. My personal life is uh, it's getting pretty busy. Like you said, I'm moving up to Baltimore and, um, you know, it's really exciting because for me, I'm changing industries, um, brand new career path, brand new city, never even been to Baltimore in my life. So I went up there and, uh, you know, decided that the position that was offered to me was a good fit and I'm um, really looking forward to, you know, a new opportunity and uh, a chance to grow, really. Yes, sir. And we'll take as many chances as we can uh, get to grow as they come. So that's, you know, like you said, just to do everything. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. And a blessing for sure. Yep. So, I think, uh, I think if anyone knows how it feels to kind of get a new city and get new challenges, it's you, right? You got to step outside your comfort zone. And uh, that's something you and I've been talking about for a long time with what you got going on in your personal life too. Exactly. Yes, sir. You know, and, it, and then <laughs> more often than not, they're needed, you know, just to get you in a new space, new you know you don't know no one around you and you know get to build that with you know who you are currently because where you're from is built up on you know years and years absolutely so. man i think both of us are leaving our hometowns you know it's it's so easy to get stagnant and grow complacent with you know where you're at in life because it's comfortable but it comes a time like you said it's time to it's time to grow it's time to move on so like you said really exciting Jump up at that nest and see if these wings work. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know mom hates it, but they're going to have to make do. They can visit us in a new city, right? They do have to make do and definitely visit. Yeah. Please. Visit. Speaking of moms, though, man, your mom is great. Uh -oh. I, like, I like, talk to your mom. I, just want, I know she's going to listen, so I definitely want to give my shout out in there. Yep. You absolutely, know? man. My mom is a, my mom's a great person, man. She's one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, it's weird to say that, but. You know, I definitely got a special relationship with her. She's hilarious and very, very selfless, man. Yeah, moms are great, man. But yeah, I had to get that in there because uh, I want to say either yesterday or the day before, I was like, man, I got to make sure I remember somewhere <laughs> to say 
Goodness, that's crazy, man. You know, my mom tells this story to everyone that says that, you know, my, everyone would be like, you, you really look like your mom. Like, it's crazy. It's so it's so weird. And my mom tells him that when I was a kid, I used to get so mad because I'd say, no, I'm, I'm a boy. I'm not a girl. I don't look like my mom. But, you know, as you grow older in life, that's definitely a compliment. I think I think it's a good thing. It definitely is. You know, I get I mostly get my dad, but I get my mom. When me and my mom are next to each other, you can see it. So, yeah, that's hilarious, man. You love it. You do love it. And you love and and, and you saying your mom is like your best friend. I, I I definitely walk along that road. My mom is definitely my best friend. I know, man. You talked to me a, a bunch about your mom. So shout out to your mother as well. Uh hopefully one day I get a chance to talk to her and meet her. Man, okay. So um so boom. Have you been to the bank? Well, you say you haven't even been to Baltimore yet. When are you when are you visiting the bank? Oh man, that's you know, it's so funny. The uh the first day I was up there. I saw the stadium lit up, you know, I'm coming in at night, driving in first time in the city. And the first thing that catches your eye coming in is the bank all lit up in purple. It was gorgeous. And, uh, you know, that's a great question. A lot of people have asked me that um, complete coincidence that I'm a huge Baltimore Ravens fan and took a position in Baltimore. I swear it had nothing to do with taking the job offer. It was a good opportunity. But I think the real answer to that is, you know, understanding what's going on in the world right now. Uh, it's got to be when the time is right, you know. Uh, I don't think it's a safe time to go to big events like that. Um, some people have different opinions on that, and I respect that. But for me personally, I definitely want to give it a little bit more time and, uh, you know, make sure it's safe. But I think you know more than anyone else. I'm itching to get out there for sure. I got to see my boys play at home. It's going to be crazy. Man, as soon as you told me, like, it's going to sound so corny, but I was overwhelmed with joy. That's awesome, man. I was- I was like, man, that's dope. That's... And and it really, I didn't even, as cool as you said that, because I didn't even feel like it was for the team. You know, I just, you know, you end up getting a position in Baltimore, and it's just like, oh, and you're a Ravens fan. Yes, sir. No, it's, it's crazy. And I, I genuinely appreciate to have friends in my life like that. You know, there's so many people that I did tell, and I was met with nothing but excitement. And uh, I definitely appreciate that. It doesn't go unnoticed, my man. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So I'm pretty sure people are wondering, like, okay, Keyshawn, you know, obviously you got some a connection with this guy, you know. Uh, he's not, he's never been, he's not from Texas. No, sir. You know, what is this white guy from? <laughs> on Keys to Sign podcast, man. What? How do? How do you know me, man? Oh Lord, our story is crazy, isn't it? So, um, you know, before I took this current position that I'm, I'm accepting. Um, I was working for a traffic paint company uh, called Ennis Flint. And one of our facilities is in Texas. And, um, you know, I I, I was traveling a bunch last year. And um, when I was traveling, you know, before COVID and everything like that, you were working at the hotel that I was staying at. And it just goes to show how crazy life can be, man. I mean, from the second that I walked in there and I met you, it was nothing but good energy. Somehow, some way, we started talking about football and um you know, the, the relationship grew from there and uh, so many laughs. Oh, my God. Over the years, like for someone to have to travel as much as I was traveling last year, um, it's the little things that really make a difference. And, you know, seeing your face, talking to you, um, having that real homey, hospitable feeling, um, it gave me a great impression of just Texas in general. But, um, you know, also at the same time, I knew it was a relationship that we had to we had to keep going because, bro, we have had 
several laughs over the years. You already know that. <laughs> man, it's man. I only it, it's like a wildfire because when I when I because I was like I'm writing stuff down for the episode, and I was thinking back for the first time in a while, just thinking back to like when we really just like became like real cool, and I feel like it just kicked off like you said. It was just like a wildfire. Absolutely, so, man. I think really what happened is. We were talking about Madden football, and um, I was like, man, it's crazy. You know, I know a few people that are in the NFL. They played at my high school, and, um, you know, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen is the most notorious name from my high school, but the other one that people don't really know about is TJ Logan's in the NFL, and you yeah. instantly said, TJ Logan? Oh, my God. I love playing with <laughs> TJ Logan on Madden. He's the fastest dude in the game, <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I can't right. believe this dude knows TJ Logan from Greensboro, North Carolina. But that just showed me this dude knows football. This dude knows sports, and uh, definitely someone that's going to be good to talk to. So crazy story is so funny, man. That's how we became <laughs> friends right there. And that's the very, that's the truth because TJ Logan, I would go and pick TJ Logan up from free agency and put him on kickoff. <laughs> you got to oh, have that speed, man. I remember, man, I'm telling you, like, it's crazy to see him in the NFL, but, dude, it was super crazy to see him in high school, man. I'm telling you, there was one state championship game. I mean, this is going to sound like an exaggeration, but I swear it's not. Dude had, like, 500 yards, eight touchdowns. Like, it was crazy, man. The, the way he would just, like, he was on another level at that competition level and it was crazy to see it, man. He's an unbelievable talent and uh, he definitely works hard. One of the most humble dudes I've ever met. Man, I, uh, I hit him up to get him on the podcast. Dang. He was, he was one of the, I think I told you when I did it. Yep. Yep. We need to make sure we make that happen. TJ, if you're listening, come, come mess with my dude, man. He knows about you in Madden. (laughs) Come on, man. I know about it. I think his speed is like a 90, 94 or something. It's up there. He's fast. You said it, man. He does kick return for a reason. That dude's got vision on the field. It's crazy. But um, And I also want to talk about <laughs> the time I almost destroyed all your clothes. Because I feel oh, like that's... no. We... Yes, sir. <laughs> man, that's a, it took us. that's a crazy story, too. So, man, I was traveling a bunch. And it was, like, really taking a toll on me, like, you know, emotionally, like it was so much, it was work, work, work. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say I was putting in 60 hour work weeks plus, I mean, 60, 70 hour work weeks. And, you know, there was one time that I was like, you know what? I got to have a break, man. I got to go on vacation. My buddy lives in Miami. So I packed a bunch of extra clothes, but you know, as it, as it happens when you're working so much, you, you get your laundry super, super dirty. And I was like, man, I'm gonna have to do some laundry before I go down to Miami or I'm going to be looking like a bum, right? Like, I can't, I can't show up to Miami with dirty laundry. That's not going to work. So my plan was to do some laundry at the hotel. And um, as it so happens, the hotel put me through a, just a ridiculous situation. And of course, knowing myself, I waited to the last day to do my laundry. So it was, it was dire. It was an emergency situation. And um, what had happened was I went in there and the change machine didn't work. So I came down to the desk. I, I got one before I said, Keyshawn, man, listen, I need some, you know, some coins for the machine. Can you break this dollar? And uh, you ended up doing it for me. So we got the change for that. And um, I didn't have any laundry detergent. So at that point, I went up back up there and there was a, a change machine for the, um, the laundry detergent. 
tried to get some laundry detergent and there wasn't any. So, oh my God, long story short, I finally got everything that I needed to run a load of laundry. And this is the last night before I go to Miami. I go back up there after dinner, after settling in. I'm like, all right, let's get this laundry started. There's one washing machine and one dryer. Both of them were in use. And I said, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't wait up until 2 o'clock in the morning. I have a 6 a.m. flight to Miami. So I came back down and I said, man, what, what should I do? Like, what do you think? And you were like, yo, we have a washer and a dryer that we use for our towels. And I was like, oh, snap. Yo, do you think I could use it? Would you mind? And you were like, man, I'm really not supposed to do that. But you're a pretty good dude. And um, let's try it out, man. Let's go in there. So we go in there. Like you said, I put my clothes in there. We shut that thing off. We go and we hit start. And we're like, all right, let's go, man. I feel great. Thank you so much for doing me this solid. Something that you always do for me, man. You always look out. And then we're starting to read the steps. It says step one, wash. Step two, bleach. I said, bro, wait a minute. <laughs> What's about to happen right here? And you were like, man, I don't know. I've actually never run this before. I'm just trying to look out for you. I'm trying to do you a solid. And I full panicked, man. I full panicked. I was like, yo, I can't bleach all my clothes. This is all I got, dude. We got to stop this right now. And you're like, dude, this is only for the towels. Like, how do we? Okay, okay. There's a huge emergency stop button on there. And I'm like, dude, we got to hit this emergency stop. And you're like, dude, I don't think we can. That's probably going to be some bad stuff. And eventually I convinced you to hit the emergency stop. So we saved it right before it got to the bleach cycle. Then we ran into another problem. The problem this time was we couldn't get the door on the washing machine open because it has to run the full cycle. So Keyshawn, being the amazing dude that he is, calls up the maintenance manager. And this dude obviously doesn't want to help him on his off hours. And he, he told them, he said, man, I was trying to help out the, the cleaning staff and do some laundry. Like, can you go ahead and you know help me cancel this because it's not working? And so the guy eventually coaches you through it. And I'll let him tell you because I think the guy caught on to what we were doing. What did he say to you? I man, your your memory is far better than mine. I have no idea what he's. I know it's Curtis, man. Shout out he Curtis. caught us, man. I but, think maybe he looked in on the camera. He's like, "You're not doing a tenant's laundry, are you?" And you're like, "Yeah." I am. <laughs> That's what we get, man. That's what we get for you know trying to do the right thing. But no, that was that was you going above and beyond man trying to help someone out and uh you know that was that's how i knew it, that you were a good dude man for sure that's funny that's the night i talked to your mom you had called up your mom to see uh what you see. yes sir i think at that point we were trying to figure out what i could use instead of laundry detergent and she was like just use dish soap mm -hmm. and i'm like mom do you think Keyshawn has dish soap back here we don't even have laundry detergent come on now <laughs> Hey, oh Lord! Well, uh, oh, another thing I wanted to do while I got you on the episode was to uh, go ahead and give you props because you were definitely ahead of the curve on uh, Stefan Diggs. Well, before me, at least. Tried to tell you, bro. Yeah. Tried to tell you. Sometimes that you recognize talent. That man's footwork is crazy, and now this year, he's leading the league in receiving yards right now with the Buffalo Bills. Man, he's a he's a talent. He's a, you know, you know what, you know, I just, at that time, it was closer to when the uh, Minneapolis Miracle, whatever the, the little corny shit's mm -hmm. called. Yep. <laughs> it was close, and my heart was still, you know. Oh, that's right. Yep. I know that hurts you as a Saints fan. That that ain't going to do it, man. So, so yeah, I was, 
I was real big on the nah. He ain't all that. He, he he's a yeah. No, I yeah, feel that man. But at the same time, now that you know he's a legend and one of the best in the game, it makes it easier, right? Because you're like, yeah, we got beat by one of the best players. So what you gonna do, man? Sometimes good players make plays, and that's what happened in that particular instance. But that definitely has to still hurt, man. Oh, hey, I, and like then you said I'm I'm a Ravens the, fan. We're not having too much luck in the playoffs or none of that either. Nah, I think Lamar get over that hump though. I think I don't think it'll be this year, but I think it'll be. Um, I know he will. Sometime. I know I'm a fan, but I've told people for years now we're gonna win a Super Bowl in his first five years. It's gonna happen, man. We got the defense around him. The run game could use a little bit of help, and the receivers could too. But he's enough of a playmaker. And his first five years with the Ravens, we're gonna get a chip. You already know. Play days, man. Play days. Need him, man. He's a. Uh, you know, a little bit older, but hopefully they're just nursing his injury and making sure they're not rushing him back like y'all did when uh, he's fine with the Saints. <laughs> Why you had to throw that at the pizza? Like, yo. Yo, no, nah, I mean, that was all this, man. He was ready to play. He just, you know, he went too hard. You got to make sure some of these guys, you kind of ease them into it, man. They love the game too much. They do. That was great. How's fantasy football? Dang, why'd you got to do it to me now? (laughs) Let's just say I know early in the year I was shooting advice to you. I said, hey, man, what should I do? I got this. I got this. And now you haven't heard anything from me in months. But, oh, bro, it's it's hurt, man. I had Michael Thomas as my first pick. And uh, you're going to laugh at me for this because it makes no sense. I chose Michael Thomas over Alvin Kamara. And I don't know why I did it. But I did do it. And, uh, you know, Austin Eckler, throw him in the mix. Kevin had him in weeks. So fantasy's been hurting, but somehow I'm starting to put some wins together. I was like one in five, and I've won three straight or four straight, something like that. But it still hurts, man. Definitely still hurts. I can't believe you chose MTO. Sometimes, man, you just, I don't know, bro. You want that elite receiver. And, uh, you know. We use a lot more. Yeah, he, he he definitely would have been a better pick, but. I tried something new. He's first in yours right now. Is he really? Yeah, that makes sense. I think Dalvin Cook has missed one game, and Dalvin Cook's, like, right on him. But, man, that's taking nothing away from Kamara. He's consistently the guy out there. Dalvin Cook is a beast. I haven't gave Dalvin Cook his credit. I don't, it's something about Minnesota. I don't yep, like Minnesota. That's reasonable, man. There's there's no problem with that. It's one of those small market teams. But, hey, if someone's doing their job, I see you got to give it up to him. He's doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Has he already signed his big contract? You know, that's a good question. He may have. I I don't know off the top of my head, man. I haven't heard nothing about it. I know Keenan just signed that big contract. Keenan Allen got that bag. Congratulations, bro. It's unbelievable. He got that bag and finally a good quarterback. Sheesh, and he's showing out too, man. Hey, Herbert is the real deal, man. He is. He's the rookie of the year. I hate his haircut. <laughs> <laughs> they said he went from R-O-T-Y, rookie of the year, to R-O-T-C with that haircut. I said, get out of here, man. <laughs> man, that man. Hey, but horrible. he could play. That man can ball. Sometimes man. you just got to go for it, man. And then his first uh, – so he went against Patrick Mahomes his first game. Right. Tom Brady the next game. Drew Brees the following He showed game. out every single week too, man. He's easily the best quarterback in L.A. He is. Simple. Jared Goff You said terrible. it, man. He's lucky to have the talent that he's got around him. Man, a great head coach too, but 
hey, who knows, man? He went to the Super Bowl. Let's see if he can do it again. I don't think so. He did, but, you know, that defense, Aaron Lord, Donald. best player in football, man. I, you know, I still – I don't know if it's because he plays in the trenches, but Aaron Donald, he just doesn't pop to me. Like, in the NFC Championship game, he didn't yeah. pop to me. I'm speaking of – and, um, yeah, he, I don't know. Like, Khalil Mack pops to me. Dang, you go Khalil Mack over Aaron Donald? It's, it's close for sure, but – I got to go Aaron Donald, man. I've seen that man throw double teams around the field like it's nothing and still get a sack. It's crazy. I don't know, man. Khalil Mack is he's, – he's Khalil a Mack is a bad man, dude. I love that game against the Buccaneers I mean, where he was, like, inside of Tom Brady's helmet the whole game. It was crazy. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Oh, and then what we did to Tom Brady. Speaking oh, of Tom Brady, my little... Lord. You know, that was the worst game of his entire career. That game was. And that's a fact. That yeah. Every statistical. Game. I think there was one drive. I'm not even joking where he had three sacks and a pick on fourth down. I don't think it gets any worse than that, dude. That's literally the worst that you could possibly do. I was watching it, and I was like, I was out of my mind. I was like, bro, we really – because we went up 7 nothing, and I was like, okay, cool. We scored mm-hmm. first. I'm glad with that. They're going to go down and score. It's going to be even. Did 14 nothing, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, we're not going to do nothing yet. And then 21 and 28. By 28, I was like, man. I remember you was – I was – You were on Instagram talking, talking your stuff, man. That's what you got to do. Shit, I just I, I like to, I can respect Tom Brady, but he's just so much of like a a model. He just like like he's just like oh no, yeah, I hear you, man. He throws his little fits every once in a while too. People try to pretend like he's perfect, but you know we've seen him get mad before. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but maybe it's time to uh, turn the page on old TB twelve. <laughs> I, I thought so last year, but, <laughs> so did the um, Patriots. <laughs> but speaking of his little fits and stuff uh it was this um it was this question i want to say it was on first take it was like what's the difference between odell and dez you know and all those players that do those type of things what's the difference between them and tom Mm -hmm. brady doing that and um someone said which makes sense. You know, it's like, well, Tom Brady has six rings, so when he does it, it's just like, oh, he's a winning character. He, you know. But, I, I, you know, Odell can be a, a, a little, you know. You know how Odell yeah, can be. Man. But I feel like the same thing to me. You know, I feel like both players just really love the game of football. And, you know, when you're losing, yeah, no it's never kidding, man. So. I, I hate to see what happened to Odell in his career, man, because I genuinely think he's one of the most talented players in the game. So it's tough to see it. But, um, yeah, like you said, man, that passion comes through for sure for a lot of people. I mean, even some people in their normal jobs, right? Like I've seen it in uh, my personal career where people take things very seriously. And, um, you know, it's hard to, to manage those emotions sometimes. Oh, so I also want to go back. I want to get okay. back on you now. We talk football all day. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, so like I said, you're from uh, North Carolina. What, what you know? What was what was it like for you growing up? You know, walk me through your childhood oh. growing up. 
And I want to say you went to college. I want to hear about yes, college. Yes, sir, man. Well. So I've actually, uh, I've lived around a little bit. Um, you know, my dad's job took us different places in life. Uh, I was born outside of Chicago in Illinois, so I had brutal winters in my life, but I didn't live there very long. I think we moved away from there when I was like eight years old, and we went to South Florida and um, right outside of Miami. And as you can imagine, going from Chicago to Miami, completely different world, man. And uh, even in terms of like the demographic of people, uh, I was able to experience a lot more diversity in my friend group. Um, and the the foods that I ate, um, and also, I mean, the weather was completely different. So it was a complete culture shock for me. I lived there from, I guess, when I was like eight or nine. I really can't remember exactly how old I was, but eight or nine up all the way into high school. And um, my parents really liked the school system in North Carolina. Um, as you can imagine, there's, you know, UNC is there. Um, NC State, which is where I ended up going, is also in North Carolina. There's just a really a lot of options in terms of education and a different, you know, career paths, too. I mean, there's good business schools there. There's good art schools, um, science schools, which is what I ended up going to college for, too. And, um, you know, that was kind of the plan. Um, get in-state tuition, which makes a huge difference for anybody that knows how how colleges take advantage of people. Um, so, you know, I went to high school in North Carolina. And again, that was a complete another culture shock for me coming from Miami, you know, South Florida. Um, and um, I, I really say that North Carolina is kind of where I grew up. Um, I had a really, really close friend circle that I spent a lot of time with. And um, I was fortunate in that all of us uh, ended up going to NC State with the exception of one who went to Carolina. And um, that was, you know, about 40 minutes from my school. And um, throughout my time there, you know, I, I've, you know, really focused on school. I was going for biology and, um, you know, in my time in, in university, I was very, very fortunate. Um, I was able to land an internship in California. So I got to spend two summers out in California, which was also, again, an amazing experience. But I think, you know, throughout my entire growing up, my childhood, I was always surrounded with diversity, diverse friend groups, diverse, you know, experiences and stuff like that. And I continued that until after I graduated. Um, I was fortunate enough to take some time off before entering the workforce and um, travel throughout Europe. And that was just an unbelievable experience in my life because I got to go to a place that I was super, super unfamiliar with, um, not really know the languages in some of these places and kind of see what it's like to have a completely different experience. And uh, I think the trip was about a month and a half and I was able to see six different countries which was absolutely incredible. Um, if I can recommend to anyone who ever wants to travel, go to Europe, go to Spain and Italy. Those are my two personal favorites, but I'm telling you, this, the food in Spain, the lifestyle in Spain, and just everything overall is so, so different from America. And, um, you know, really kind of furthering that, that, you know, challenge of my life is always surround yourself with diversity. And um, it allows you to really grow as a person and also understand different perspectives in life. And, um, you know, it's, it's so funny that all of these things in my childhood growing up kind of relate to what I think is going on in the world today. Um, I think there's a lot of closed minded people in the world. And, uh, I think some of that maybe comes from a lack of different perspectives, different, you know, talking to different people, understanding that not everyone has the same life as you, and um, that's what leads to this, you know, super bipartisan world that we live in in the United States right now. And it's it's super frustrating to see because I think really 
there's one side and then there's another side. And for people like me uh, that kind of fall in a spectrum somewhere in the middle, it really forces you to pick. And um, in my mind, the way I see it is it's very, very extreme ideals. Um, I think, you know, conservatives are it's all about me. It's all about what I need and, you know, furthering myself and my family. And then liberals um, is a little bit more on the other side. You know, hey, it should be more about the greater good and people, humanity. And I think I lean towards that um, for the most part. But again, I, I really do fall somewhere in the middle. And unfortunately, the way that politics are set up in this country, you have to choose one side or the other. But yeah, that's just a little bit about, you know, kind of my past and uh, how that really affects me and the decisions that I make today. You know, um, you know, I'm taking this job in a new city, a new country. Uh, not a new country, I'm sorry, a new city, a new career path. And I know nobody in this city. Um, you know, I've met my boss currently and that's it. But I think that, you know, really being able to talk to people, understand that people have different lives than you. And I think overall people are good and want to help you. I think that, you know, gives me the confidence to to make this leap and challenge myself to, again, grow and see more diverse experiences. But that's kind of where I'm at, you know, uh, in terms of where I'm at in my life, where my heading is, and kind of how my past has shaped me to get there. Man. Man, I didn't even know a lot of that stuff. So, you know, definitely uh, diverse in your life. Every every step of the yes, way. Yes, sir. But, um, why, did you, why did you take such a liking to NC? You know, you said that, like, that's where you grew up instead of being like, oh, I'm from Chicago. Yeah, man. Um, from Chicago. <clears throat> you know, I moved there when I was in high school. Um, obviously, the state is gorgeous. It has so many different options in terms of the beach is on one side and the mountains are on the other side. So there's a lot of cool geographic climate things. But also in the same time, I met a really, really great group of friends that really molded me and helped me become who I am today. Um, I uh, grew up and my best friend at the time was he's from Iran. And um, I was able to understand, you know, his life and, you know, how people perceive him, how people you know, treat him because of where he's from. And, um, you know, also at the same time, challenged me to have people from different backgrounds. Um, and uh, like I said, in North Carolina, I think that's really who I identified who I am as a man. And, uh, you know, I, I always, I will always love North Carolina for that and cherish all those memories that I've made along the way. Man, so not one time did you think about never ever, bro. No, hey, low key though, I do love Cam Newton and that that one year where they were almost undefeated, it was crazy. But in my life, the way I'm set up is I'm a pretty loyal person. So once I pick something, I'm gonna stick with it. And uh, when I was young, I chose that I wanted to be a Ravens fan. And in the highs and lows, man, you got to stick with your people, man. You got to stick with your team. You got to stick with your, you know, relationships and all that, man. It's it's a challenging thing, but. You know, it just makes it sweeter when you come on top the other side. So once you pick something in my life, that's that's it, bro. It's over. That's why I'm all over the map, man. For baseball, I like the Chicago Cubs. For football, I like the Baltimore Ravens. And for basketball, golly, it's tough to say. I'm a I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, sir, bro. So many mixed reviews on LaMelo Ball, but. I think people really just don't appreciate that kid's ability, man. They they understand that he's got the the name, the publicity, obviously his father and all that. But I'm just saying this kid is a bucket. Yeah. He is a natural scorer, a playmaker, and you just can't get that sometimes. So 
definitely needs to develop a little bit. He could he could put some weight on, but hey, if he's able to be successful in this league the way he has been in his you know his previous existence, I think we're gonna be all right. I think he's a bucket, dude. I'm I'm excited to see him play. I think he's gonna sell tickets if nothing else. Oh, he's definitely going to – oh, my goodness, he's going to sell tickets. And um, he's more than likely going to go to Jordan. Amazon now you're talking about the sneaker side of life that I'm obsessed with, man. That would be exciting to see. I know Zion Williamson's a Jordan brand athlete too, so there's a lot of good things going on for Michael Jordan as if he needed anything else good to happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I really forgot. You oh, yes, sir. I've been a I've been a Hornets fan since I really moved to North Carolina, and it's crazy when I came to North Carolina – I wasn't really into basketball. I mean, I was a super Kobe fan my whole life. Um, bro, he's one of my favorite athletes to ever live. And um, I was like, all right, man, let me let me get into basketball. And, you know, like I said, once you pick a team, you kind of roll with them. Super, super big Kemba Walker fan. Um, one of my favorite players ever. I think he's probably my second favorite basketball player. So a lot of respect for him and what he's done for Charlotte as a city, man. It sucks that, that he left, but I was to a point in my life where I was like, dude, Michael Jordan is going to waste this dude's career. This dude needs to go get a chip. So I'm glad he moved on. Man, he is, Kimball Walker is definitely a bucket. Lord, bro, that was a crazy. And even back then when he was playing with UConn, he was playing with Jeremy Lamb too. And then, you know, both those guys were able to come to, the Charlotte Hornets together to play in the NBA. That's a dream, man. That's like seeing, you know, Odell and Jarvis play together. That's crazy to me, man. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah together, man. Seeing people really link cool. later on in life is crazy, man. And that's why I know that this relationship that I have with you is always going to be special because you can run, bro, but you can't hide from me, man. You're, you're a good friend of mine, and I intend to keep you uh, around in my life for a very long time. <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt, bro. Very reciprocal. What else? I know something that you uh, love to talk about. Your man is Trump. I know you've been watching from the first debate. I know you've been keeping a good eye on this, and you got a lot more knowledge on this. What were, what were you think? What, what are your thoughts throughout this whole election process? Man, I, I really don't like in. the way that you introduced this this segment. <laughs> You said my man's Trump, so you're going to get the people thinking a very different way from what's real. I uh, I despise oh. that human being with everything in me, man. And, um, you know, I've been listening to your podcast. I really like the episode that you dropped kind of when Biden was announced, uh, you know, president-elect, which is phenomenal, man. I mean, I I'm super frustrated with the Democratic Party overall, but I'm glad someone was able to take Trump out of here and get him out of here. But <sighs> what can really be said that hasn't been said already. I think that dude is, um, you know, one of the worst people. He's, he's terrible for our country. I think he's incited a lot of race wars and things that are not necessary. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a president that's running on fear mongering and, you know, divisiveness. And I'm someone that believes in equality, you know, that's, uh, you know, for women, for African-Americans, I think that people are people and any president that's running on a platform of equality, which is what Joe Biden did, um, that that has my full support, my wholehearted support. And, uh, you know, it's super, super crazy to see Kamala Harris as the vice president elect, man. That's that's really a moment for this country. And I think it's something that we'll all remember where we were when we found out that that happened. So I love it, man. I love it. Um, there's a little bit behind the scenes going on now, too, with, you know, 
politics and Trump doesn't think he lost the election, but sometimes, man, it's you, you love to see it, bro, because you know this dude lost. And uh, it's really, it highlights his character that he refuses to step aside and understand that the, the country is ready to go in a different direction. Man. And, then you, and, and it's like, you know, what else do you expect? Well said, bro. Well said. It's not surprising. Uh, I think we've seen a lot out of his supporting his fan base that's like, yeah, it's about right. That's, that's about what you'd expect. But at the end of the day, whether he knows it or not, we're moving on. And I'm so glad that he's a one-term person. Really should never have been that. Um, I remember in 2015 when I graduated college and traveled through Europe, it was a thought, right? It was like, oh, Donald Trump's running for president. And when I was over there in Europe, I got asked by a lot of people. They were like, oh, you're from America. What do you think about Donald Trump? And my immediate response every time was, man, stop playing. Like, that's obviously a joke. That's never going to happen. Then in 2016, I think the entire country was like, holy, excuse my French, shit. And then it actually happened, man. So... <laughs> I think we're ready to move. Yeah. That, um, this gives you a chance to kind of edit all this stuff. That makes sense. Right. And then, um, and then so when y'all heard it, it's like a week. It happened a week ago. Yes, sir. Or like even further, like this one, this one will be on like two weeks because I got my, my next week one already recorded. So. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited for that one. I know you've been announcing that. I, I got to catch up on a few, but man, seriously, I love what you've done with it so far. And, to watch you kind of grow in your role on the podcast too is is awesome to see, man. Man, I have to make it visual. I have to. I thought about oh. Zoom. I thought about Zoom. I, I uh, I'm doing my like my. How can I make that happen? Yeah, so Zoom is a big step to me. That'd be uh, awesome, man. And then, are you gonna drop it on YouTube then, or what would be the platform? How how do you go from there? Yeah, what well, the 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 goal is to. Still have it on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, stuff like that. But right. I can I can even have it on YouTube now. I just never do it. Right, but you gotta have a visual to go with it too. So that'd be right. that would be sick, man. I would absolutely love that. I would love that as well. I think the Zoom would be. I had that idea, and I was like, man, I gotta, cause I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I just like you know invite them to a Zoom call, and then. I go from there, I guess. But and the only thing them. with Zoom, um, or, no, I'm sorry. No, yeah, it is Zoom. I think it's Zoom. They will limit you to 40 minute sessions unless you have like the premium access. Mm. So that that's kind of annoying, and they will cut you off. But I think the way you can do it is you can do like a two back to back, and then just edit it together. You know what I mean? That would be that would make the most sense. But, but yeah, it's gonna be annoying because it'll be four minutes. It's always like right in the heart of the conversation too. You know, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, forty minutes in, y'all are really into it. So. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Man, so, but what were we talking about? We we're talking about you know your dislike for Trump, and um, it's just you know what he you know. But what I wanted to ask is still on politics. That's, I was like, where am I going with this? But what I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Was you know I'm sure you've seen well you know you've been a little older than me you've seen more elections I understood more elections than I have have you ever seen an election like the one we just seen? I mean, in terms of uh, states flipping and stuff like that, it's happened. I don't think to this extent. Um, I will say this is by far the greatest voter turnout in election history, and I think that really highlights 
where we're at in terms of a country. Um, everyone's super frustrated with a lot of things and people are willing to go out and voice that opinion. And I, I think it's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, I personally didn't vote in the 2016 election and that's a very controversial thing to say. People get very upset with you if you didn't vote in 2016, but you know, it's, it's super frustrating as someone who doesn't appreciate either candidate. Um, it's, it's just hard to vote for something that you don't agree with anything above. And this time for sure, above all else, I knew that a different platform that was not the Trump campaign was running on equality, was running on, you know, making sure that our people are protected in times of need, like in COVID-19. And um, I can't sit on the sidelines and watch uh, somebody else overtake that side. But Lord, I have never seen an election like this. I've never seen a candidate refuse to concede, um, you know, to, to refuse to accept that they lost. And um, Lord, I mean, you saw the writing on the wall before the election even happened. I remember weeks, if not months before the election, Trump was already trashing mail-in ballots. Um, and it's, yeah. it, it, it's understandable to have some kind of... <laughs> some kind of scrutiny on mail-in ballots, but at the same time, you have to understand where we are in a country. People can't leave their house right now. People are afraid to catch COVID from going to the grocery store. Like, we have to be able to adapt and understand that the times have changed a little bit, and uh, obviously, you know, people's voices matter. So for one candidate to try to suppress someone's voice, I think is just an unbelievably terrible, terrible thing. And, um, you know, like I said, the writing was on the wall that he was going to do all this and he threatened to go to the courts and um, stack the Supreme Court 6-3 in his favor after RBG died, rest in peace. And, um, you know, all the writing was on the wall that he was going to act this way, act like a child. And, um, you know, I don't know if we'll ever really get a true concession speech out of that guy, but I think the one thing that matters is that he's no longer in office. And that's what that's what the country needs, in my opinion. That is what the country needs. I just was sitting here thinking, man. I, on my show, I've been doing a lot of Trump slander, and I'm a. Uh, I don't need to burn those bridges. They won't play my uh, podcast anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think you know he he was a very polarizing person. Um, you know, he he did some good in terms of trade deals, this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, it's it's so hard to support that man i just i don't i don't see that side but you know it's not that you're against conservative ideals i don't think i mean i've known you for a long time we've had a lot of conversation about politics and i think really it's just that this particular person was so polarizing um towards one side of the country and that was um you know unfortunate to see it was you know never say anything uniting just uh mm. I'm glad I, that's probably that's really my last time speaking on Trump. I just know me and you always talk about it, so I have to get you on here talking about Absolutely, it. man. Like you said, we talk about a lot, but that's one that's always kind of yeah. I think we see eye to eye in a lot of things, and this one in particular is one that sometimes we just got to call each other and vent. <laughs> like, man, did you see what bro did? Oh, man. lord, thank god for the memes, bro. If it wasn't for the memes, I wouldn't be getting through some of this. <laughs> man. We we just had that conversation not too long ago, you know, with uh you know, on the on the downside of the year it's been bad, but you know, the memes and everything have been top notch this year. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, it's funny, SNL ran a I, I watch a lot of SNL. I think it's a pretty funny show. But they ran a skit where 
there's so many people that don't have a personality anymore because all they talk about is Trump. You know, they're always bashing Trump and that became their personality. So, you know, obviously it's it's a funny joke, but I think uh, I think we're going back towards a time where people can, you know, stand up and, and speak on other things again. We don't have to worry about what insane thing this dude did that day. I mean, to call the leader of another country, Little Rocket Man, and mind you, this man is, you know, very unstable, one of the most dangerous leaders in the world, I think is just unprofessional and as you always say it shows that he's unfit for the office it's just it's just that simple man that's not it's not you know and that's something you know he was like if we were in a room in the white house you know he just said that with no cameras around and then like that then it's funny but to you know be in the face of the world and say that i don't want you doing that exactly man (laughs) he just he continues to carry that fraternity mentality that he can just say and do whatever he wants and there's no consequences to anything that he's doing or saying but that's just not reality man like <laughs> it's crazy man off the politic talk you're someone who's who uh music choice i really respect what's your playlist been looking like lately? lord man i've been uh i've been a little bit all over the place um uh, a few of my friends have put me onto some different stuff but you know i keep the hip-hop man I, the hip-hop is always in rotation uh, I really like Corday. I'm waiting for his new album. Uh, Justin Bieber's put out a bunch of good stuff. I've always been a sucker for Justin Bieber for some weird reason, but J. Cole always stays in rotation. <laughs> you know that. That's North Carolina coming out of me, man. And this is obviously unpopular opinion. I've told you this several times, but J. Cole, greatest rapper to ever do it. Sorry to say it, man. Mic drop on that one. Had to do it to him. <laughs> Oh man, you are funny. That's a conversation. <laughs> J. Cole, man, like no, J. Cole, J. Cole is good, you know, but I don't just hop in the car and like, man, I'm gonna turn that cold on. And that's what's wrong with you, man. That's why you got <laughs> No, I'm joking, man. I totally respect that, man. I'm super, super partial. He's a North Carolina dude, but I think he's a storyteller and he has the ability to make bangers too man i mean i don't know it's something about that dude he always speaks to me i relate to a lot of his music i like kod yes sir that's i think that's one of my favorite albums i i've been i've been hard to come off 2014 forest hills drive for sure that one's tough for me to leave but kod you know after giving it a few listens i think is a just a complete project top to bottom and it's frustrating when artists put out like a eight track album and it's like you can tell that they didn't really work on it a bunch. Um, and I don't think I really get that out of J. Cole. I feel like every time he sits down to release a project, it's complete. And uh, I see that in his personal work. I see that in the, uh, you know, the Dreamville records, the Revenge of the Dreamers 3, for instance. I think that should have won album of the year but and the Grammys, but Tyler, the creator, took it on Igor. And don't get me wrong, I love that album. But, man, I'm telling you, to see what went into the production and the making of that album. There's a really great documentary on YouTube about how that album came together and how you got so many people in the same room. I highly recommend it. I think it's a great watch, but it was crazy because they got a a massive um, studio with multiple rooms. And in these multiple rooms, there's producers working on beats and artists would just come through and, you know, circle. They'd go to one room, if they liked the vibe, if they caught the vibe, they'd contribute to the song and then they'd go to the next room. And it was like a, a week long 
production of this album I, I just found it fascinating man i love that i love the sport of hip-hop i love when people you know take their craft seriously and i feel like j cole has always done that definitely cole isn't a isn't a horrible option it's just really funny because you know you don't hear it but i i, I started that i never finished it and I, and I didn't know what you had just said so i should definitely go back and watch that dream yes sir man it's it's a great watch man if i think it's probably shoot i can't remember how long but I'm saying, man, I waste so much of my time on Instagram every once in a while. I'm like, man, let me watch something that's actually valuable in life. <laughs> man, I love documentaries. Yes, sir. I do, too. So that's okay. Your playlist, yeah, it's solid. What about the baby? He's from North Carolina, too. You big on the baby. Oh, man, that's tough, bro. <laughs> I like the baby. Don't get me wrong. Probably about a year ago, I was really feeling the baby. But, you know, he's uh, – I feel like he's not very diverse as an artist. Um, that's been a, a big criticism of him in his life. And I hate to say it, but he's gotten, he's gotten a little bit old for me. Um, and at the same time, I think Lil Baby, uh, which is another person that people like to talk about when they talk about the baby has progressed so much as an artist. Um, when Lil Baby put out the bigger picture, I thought that song was absolutely crazy and I didn't expect it out of him. I just really haven't gotten that out of the baby. You know, every time he puts out a track, I'm like, yep. That's about exactly what I'd expect. And that's what I thought this was going to be. So I listen to his music from time to time. He's from Charlotte. So, you know, I got a lot of love for him. It's crazy to make it out of Charlotte, bro. Like as a musical artist out of Charlotte to make it, that's super cool. I got a lot of respect for that. It takes a lot of hustle, but, you know, he gets a little old to me. Um, Every once in a while, I keep him in rotation, though. He definitely does get old. But um, that's not the first time I've heard that really, like from like, even like, industry artists have said you know it's hard to make it out of charlotte and music why, why is it's that? just there's so much opportunity in other cities it's not that it's impossible right but you got to think like he doesn't have the access to producers that someone coming out of atlanta may or someone coming out of new york city might have the access to production so it's a long process man it's hard to get a following out of a smaller city um i mean even j cole right he's from north carolina he's from fayetteville but that man did not make it out of north carolina he moved up to new york city and made it out of new york city and um don't get me wrong his process his journey is incredible but you don't really see a lot of artists coming out of smaller markets i mean even someone like moneybag yo who if i'm not mistaken is making it out of memphis that's incredible, man. I mean, you just don't have access to producers. You have to absolutely kill your craft for years. And then you start to get some of that exposure, some of that LA exposure, Atlanta production. Like it's a lot of work, man. I mean, you know, that's how the industry works. A lot of people like to keep it within the family. And if you're around someone all the time, you can hear their work and hear them progress as an artist. You'll, you'll give a lot of respect to that. Another person I always say is crazy for making it out of the city that he made it out of is Jack Harlow. And um, don't get me wrong, he's not the best artist out there, but I think he makes fun music, you know? I like Jack Harlow. That, uh, Tyler he's Hero tight, song. bro. And then I just, you know, once you get one or two big songs, uh, for him really is, you know, what's popping. Uh, he has another song I really liked back in the day called uh, Through the Night with Bryson Tiller. And, um, you know, once you get two or three of those songs out there, you start to get access to these directors that put really good music videos together production and um you know it's amazing how far their careers can go so we'll see what he does with the with the spotlight but i think jack harlow is also one of those people those personalities in hip-hop that's just hilarious man 
I mean, he's just he's yeah. a he's a nut, dude. He did a interview for Genius one time, and he, you know, they do that thing where they talk about, you know, some of your lyrics. Give us the story. Give us what you were thinking at the time. And I'm telling you, every right. line that he had and explained was ridiculous. It was so funny. He's always tripping out on his Instagram stories. Yeah, too. I don't follow too much. I know he got uh, Lou Williams in trouble, though. I don't know if you remember that during the NBA uh, playoffs, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so right. Lou Williams left the bubble to go to, I want to say, someone in his family's funeral. And while he was out of the bubble, this is, you know, peak COVID. Um, Jack Harlow and him were in the strip club eating chicken wings and they posted on social media i'm like what are you guys doing so dumb and then they try to cover it up jack said no that's a really old picture of lou will i just posted it right now and someone was like oh really because the mask that lou williams was wearing in this picture is the mask that was given to the players when they got to the bubble in orlando They tried to cover it up, but man. it didn't work, man. You know, internet's always gonna get you, bro. You can't run away from the internet. Internet is yes, under- sir. Well said, man. But no, Jack Harlow is definitely. I I, I can't. I wanted to say I like Jack Harlow a lot, but he's definitely gonna rap. And I I got like two or three songs I like. Yeah, music. man. No, I'm excited. I think it's a really good time in hip hop. I think there's a lot of exciting people. Like I said, Corday's always been good. JID, he's on the scene right now. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of talent out there, man. It's exciting. I, and for the longest time, too, I was one of those guys that was like, man, old old hip-hop's way better. Like, no, no artist can top this. But I don't know, man. You got to put that to the side and see what's out here because there's guys like Lil Uzi Vert. Um, not everyone likes him, but I really I appreciate what he's doing. And, uh, you know, hip-hop is progressing, man. You got to either get with it or get lost. And I think there's there's good material out there one way or the other. It is. And even if um, you know, you gotta go find what you like too, because it's every it's it's a bunch of people yeah. making music. No question, no question about it. So, but man, speaking of the internet being a trip, you are part oh, of that no. because every now, I, I follow, <laughs> oh no, I for a while, and you always post like sometimes it's a story, uh, it's like a song, and you're like, whoa, 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 you know, breaking down lyrics or. You know, what, where, does that, where does that come from? Or, you know, when did you start that? Because it's real funny. Or you, you know, get on there and just say, like, oh, you're a trip. Man, I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I feel like social media, people take it too seriously. And when I get on there, man, I like to have fun, right? I like to make people laugh. I like to interact with my followers. So, man, sometimes I just hear stuff in my life and I'm like, this can't be serious, man. There's no way I'm the only one hearing it like this. So I, I, I post it out there. I put my reaction to it. And uh, fortunately, people like you, they, they enjoy it, man. Um, how did that start? I think, honestly, it was a J. Cole song the first time it started. I was sitting there listening to it. And um, <laughs> J. Cole said, he started the verse off. He says, this is the part that the thugs skip. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I listened to it. And I was like, oh, okay, right here? Good, good, good. So I skipped it and pretended like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's, that's just like having fun with music, man. I think you got to have fun with everything in life. And, uh, you know, fortunately, people like it. So I keep doing, uh, you know, try to make people laugh. Definitely. Now, I don't, you know, I've already spilled that you just moved to Baltimore. I'm not going to spill all of your business. I'm not. But not too long ago, you told me that you would like to get up into stand-up Oh, comedy. Lord. I mean, that would be. 
that's a that's a dream position for me right like i always like comedy um i don't know if i can do it though honestly i mean you know every once in a while i, I like to make right. people laugh but that takes a lot of work um you know stand-up comedy is not something that you just get out there and mess around with you have to have good material you have to try it out and um it's something that i've always considered doing uh, maybe starting the smaller like open mic setting and seeing what it does but yeah absolutely man i would love to try it out um it's definitely going to be a, a interesting experience, but I'm one of those people that, man, if I get out there and I fail at something, I don't take that hard. You know what I mean? Like if I don't try it, then I'll never know. So it's just one of those things that I feel like eventually in my life, it's something I want to try to do. Man, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm just throwing out a suggestion, you know, um, when everything settles down, you know, with the COVID or whatever, you can move out there to Baltimore. You don't know anybody. You get up there on that mic, you make some people laugh. You're, you're, yes, sir, you're man. I appreciate that. You know, there's there's a bunch of my friends that constantly push me to do it. And, um, you know, I think, you know, like I said, it's one of those things where even if I fail, at least I tried it. At least I had fun trying it. And I don't really care, you know, yeah. negative things that people say about you because whether you're doing good or doing bad, man, people are always going to have something to say. So have fun with it. Have fun with everything you do in life. Always, man. You get the red truck that says yes, you should have got sir. the Yes, sir. Bro, you said it, man. But, no, man, I think you would be great. Like I said, you're a trip. And uh, what's your what, what's your at? So people, I'll put it in everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So open. on Instagram, that's all I have is at max, A-T-M-A-X, underscore, underscore. Man, the goat, the goat. Uh, well, do you have any uh topics you want to discuss? Any man, tell me a little bit about you. How's everything going with trading? How's life in Atlanta? Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. You always focus on your 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 people, but you know we want to hear about you too, man. Man, that's 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 cool. Uh, trading is great. You know, trading is um, trading. It takes a little bit to learn for sure. You know, so. Like I've been in since I, I I signed in uh I signed up uh July tenth. So it's been a it's been a while, but I'm still like I'm still learning too. So it has I have my up and down uh weeks. Um but overall it's just I enjoy learning this new thing. You know, 'cause I uh, I think it's uh the stat that only three percent of the people uh of the world even knows, you know, the IML, the company that we're paired mm -hmm. with and stuff like that. So really uh, learning something new, getting into it, and uh, knowing that it can make me a lot Absolutely. of money. Absolutely. And uh, as far as the Atlanta move, man, it was, it was it's a bunch of trees in Georgia. I love <laughs> trees now. I just love, you know, everywhere, you know, when I was, when I drive to the uh, the corner store, just a bunch That's of trees. <laughs> so, I don't, know, I don't know. And, um, you know, deers, being that close to nature, Nature is just real, like, cool. And every, you know, waking up in the morning, going outside and just hearing, like, the wind blowing in trees and birds and, you know, like, nature. I don't know. Texas doesn't have a lot of that where I'm, where I'm at. So that was, like, real cool. Uh, hearing people say that, you know, hearing people say, I guess because Texas is so normal to me, but people being like, man, I've always wanted to be uh, go to Texas. What is it like? And I'm like, bro, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh, yeah.
But it's a huge state too, though. So it's hard for like, you know, when people say, hey, what's Texas like? I mean, dude, you lived in Waxahachie, right? I mean, there's so much to Texas. (laughs) You can't expect me to be the spokesperson on behalf of all of Texas. I've seen what I've seen. Like, I think people fail to realize that. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I think I think a great answer to that, too, is how's Texas like? Go check it out. If you want to see something in life, go see it, man. Yes, sir. I like that. And I'm glad you appreciate oh, nature, man. Yeah. Honestly, I'll tell you, man, it's the little things in life. You got to appreciate the finer things. And, uh, you know, with COVID, I think it kind of restored the appreciation for a lot of people on stuff that matters, you know, spending time with family, spending time outside. It's, uh, you know, it goes a long way. That's, that's what really matters. It is what matters, man. And, 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 and it is uh, enjoying the little things because the little things yes, are just sir. so great. You know, because they're, like you said, those moments, like here lately, I even told my girlfriend, Vic, shout out Vic, I, um, I was just telling her, like, here lately, I've been, like, really stopping and looking around a couple times more than I ever have, and just, you know, being like, man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 21, so I've been- Life I've is been, beautiful, man. It's a I've gift, been, for sure. It is, man. So I've been, I've been really stopping lately and just being like, man, you know, we're here. We're not here yet. On our way. You're here, man. You're doing better than a lot of other people in life. And, uh, you know, you should be grateful for where you are in life. Because at the end of the day, you're a great person, man. And I'm glad to have you in my life. Oh, man. Man, look at you. Man, I need a little bag walking around me every day. Hey, man, I'm going to Before you know it, you never know. (laughs) You know, and I actually got written down here... um, I actually got written down here was the uh, give Max his flowers while love, he's here. Bro. Love, man. So, you give me mine, but I definitely, Max, you've been a great dude for sure. And like you said, I, you're not letting me go nowhere. I ain't letting you go nowhere. Man. You can be <laughs> mad all you want to. Yeah, man. At least when my Ravens lose, just give me a day. That's all I ask. <laughs> I'm going to have to give you a date. Uh, oh, chill. Don't do that to me, man. You know, this is the grudge match. Lamar's been – he circled this one. He's ready to rock. We're ready to go. I, I, I believe that, though. Look at me stuttering. I really do. It's just with me, you know yes, I can sir. talk football all day. <laughs> Anybody the football, I'm sorry. But to me, it's like when Lamar says that people are calling out y'all's plays, I believe it because it goes run, run, pass. You know, run, play, action, run. You know, so it's just like, okay, so on first that first and ten, they're running. You pick up like two yards, second and eight, they're running. And yeah. And then I'm, and they're probably going to play action or, you know, short pass. So as a defense, I'm knowing that and I'm getting ready for it. So I feel like, but at the same time, though, once y'all get That's running, exactly there's it. no stopping y'all. Y'all get running, y'all. Yeah, man. Once we get downhill, it's a problem. And, you know, once that run game starts going, you're a football fan. Anyone that knows football knows that play action opens up a lot of things, too. So, you know, Lamar's got a little bit to grow. I think um, he's well on his. I mean, he's MVP. Don't get me wrong. This dude is incredible. Every time I watch this dude, it's a it's a movie. But, you know, he's uh he's getting there. He needs a little bit of help on the outside, but we'll get there. I feel like he's getting a little disrespected because, you know, people are putting, you know, Kyler over him and uh, Josh over him. But you look at it like Kyler has D-Hop, uh, Kirk. 
He has yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. You know, uh, Allen has Stephon Diggs, who, you know, we just talked about, say, he's leading the league yeah, in no reception yeah. yards. So, you know, Lamar doesn't have that outside. You know, and Hollywood is, but Hollywood is like yeah. a five, nine. Yeah, but that's that's when I say Lamar needs a little bit to to grow. I've seen him overthrow that dude a bunch this year. So, you know, a lot of that comes with timing and not having an offseason hurts these guys. But, yeah, he's – man, I got – I love when people talk bad about Lamar because I know he hears that and I know he's uh, he's going to show you all what he's got. So, I always I always respect that. Oh, man, do you watch um, no, Trust Levels? I've seen a few clips of it. Like, I've seen Alvin Kamara on there, and it's hilarious for sure, but – I just been man, I've been so busy with everything recently. I haven't got a chance to really sit down with it. Man, yes, sir. You need to. That's episode. studying for you. You're the podcast guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a I have a handful Good of podcasts stuff, I'm watching, but that's definitely one. You know, Mark Ingram. I man, Mark, it hurts me. Love he that dude, man. That's a personality right there. <laughs> Mark is the you guy, said. bro. Mark is great. And then Cam Jordan is the same way. So, you know, them two on a podcast, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, wow. Yes, I was sir, like, bro. Really Especially happy. after, you know, <laughs> they're in different cities and all that. It's hard for them to link up their schedules, but that's just what happens, man. Sometimes you got to make time yeah. for your friends. And Cam Jordan, bro, what a player. Yikes. We don't have to do that one another time. I know we talk too much football already, but that dude can play. And he can. And he's, he's a character. This year he's kind of been – this year Saints fans don't like him as much because he – you know, I think he only has like one sack or two sacks. But I love football. So, I, like, watching him, he just like – you know, he's like the body in the way yeah. so the sack can happen. Yeah, seriously. Or the – you know, more in the uh, run game. So, it's like, you know, his – the stuff that he's doing, he's been in for 10 years – He's doing like it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but the players that are playing with him, like yeah, yes, he's sir. I got that sack, or he's getting doubled over there, so I got a single. I got a single. No so kidding, man. He's one of the highlights of that defense, easily. Man, we need the defense step up. Drew Brees is on IR. Taysom so Hill time. Let's go, baby. I can't wait to hear your take on that, man. That's gonna be interesting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know that 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 sigh right there said, "Let's let's leave it at that, bro. Let let me see him play first. Man, he, his career high in passing. Yeah, he's a playmaker. We so, gonna see. We gonna see. Man, and and the crazy thing is, it's either gonna go really good or yeah, really bad. Yeah, I think bad. that's exactly right. I mean, it's probably gonna be- go better than Jameis Winston, though. No. I, you know, I was prefer Jameis Winston just because you know, he's faced the Falcons a bunch of times, and he's—I've seen him throw for five thousand yards. I've also seen him throw thirty interceptions, but he's thrown for five thousand. Yeah, that's true, man. You can't take that away from him. He did have Mike Evans and uh, Godwin, though. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, and it was the system he was in. They were just throwing the ball deep every. You yep. see what Brady's doing? No right question. Man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm that, I don't even want to talk. Tune in about next <laughs> week on Keys to Shine to get the real take on how it went. The real take, but I, you know, regardless, it's my team. I'm a support. I talk a lot of, you know, I'm like, you know, taste was not ready, but you know, regardless of that's who Sean says the starter is. Hey, that's who the starter yes, is. Sir. That's who I'm supporting. That's a fan right there, bro. So, I'm, man, for real. Well, we'll see.
Well, man, I don't have too much more to talk about on here. I just really, I appreciate you taking time out to talk and come on here and really, you know, show the people how awesome you truly are, Max. And the, did you notice I have to say your last name the way I say it? Like that. <laughs> yeah, it, man, I caught that, it just bro. Sounds so, it just sounds so heavenly. Maxwell. Oh, Maxwell. God. You're going with the whole name, too. I'm not going to let you get my middle name because then it's a problem for real. Man, I was about to ask what's the middle name. Uh, tune in next week on Keys to Shine Is to it- get the middle name. <laughs> Hey, I like you. You already know. Hey, thanks so much for having me, bro. I I genuinely appreciate it. Um, You know, it's it's great to be a part of this podcast. I I love everything you're doing, man, and glad to support you, bro. Hey, man, for sure. One more thing I want to ask where's your favorite? You know, you've been a lot of places. Where's your favorite? I think you gave my favorite city. Oh, I like to go somewhere tropical. And uh, shout out to one of my best friends, Diego, took me down to Puerto Rico this year. Oh, my God. Everything in Puerto Rico is amazing. The food is amazing. The music is amazing. And there are some very attractive human beings that live there. So beaches are beautiful, man. Puerto Rico, great vacation spot if you're looking for one. I love it. Man, I was really looking forward to that. And so I'm glad I remembered and got it in there. And shout out to Diego. I've seen him. My boy. Yes, sir. You know, that's that's one of my best friends right there, man. Man, he uh, he has a podcast well, he does, as well, doesn't he? I don't know if it's really a podcast, but he does something where he likes to give voice to people that may not have a voice. Um, love what he's doing, man, right. especially with the Black Lives Matter. He's uh, talked to a lot of people about their experiences, and I think that's you know incredible. I, I love watching it. He does he does a great job. Shout out to Diego. Man, that's around the time I've seen it. So yeah, man. Shout out to Diego. I love to shed the light on anybody who's doing anything positive like that. So yes, that's sir. definitely something that we smile upon. But hey, man, you know, I'm not going to take up all your time. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for all the amazing compliments you've given me. The stories we told, man, uh, definitely helped to build yes, on sir. more stories. Yes, sir. Life. Make sure everyone diversifies their life, man. You can grow a lot that way. So thanks again, man. Really appreciate the time. No problem. Thank you.